it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In The Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. And we're live on Wrestling Group. I'm your host, King David Lane. This is King David Lane. I'm just about every social media platform. So look at me a like, follow, friend request, and we'll probably give you one in return. And I'm here on a very weird, interesting uh, edition of Wrestling with Problems. Uh, it's been a rough week for a couple of different reasons. Obviously, anybody who's listening knows that there was a uh, capital riots last insurrection in Washington, D.C. this past Wednesday. We're not here to talk about that in any political aspects, so don't worry about that. We are here to take your mind. I will take your mind off it just a little bit, hopefully. But there is a wrestling connection to it. We will actually discuss that in just a few moments. Uh, I wasn't really expecting to talk about a wrestling connection to it. I didn't, I didn't realize there was one until very, very recently, so I just came up with this topic today. I, I had another topic that I wanted to as well for this week's edition. Uh, unfortunately, a friend of the show passed away, Jordan Garber. If you follow me on social media uh, anywhere, you might be aware that uh, Mr. Garber passed away. Uh, I was informed uh, by Brady Hicks last week about the issue. Apparently, he passed away at the end of last year. Uh, and it's a really uh, sad thing. Uh, they'll, have a, they'll have a little bit more of a long-term tribute to them later in the week, so I don't want you to think that the network is shorting them in any way. Uh, in the room, uh, Brady Hicks' show will have a much more in-depth uh, tribute to Jordan. Jordan was a part of this network at times, and he was a guest on many of the shows at other times, even when he wasn't. Uh, hosting his show on the network, Jordan Garber now, on his show. We always enjoy having them on uh, my shows, whether it be Wrestling Problems or before that, VOC Wrestling Nation. He was a regular guest and sometimes calls on those shows. So I enjoy having them on. And by the way, kind of the, the last conversation I had with him was really a real conversation. So he said, hey, if you need anybody for your show, available. I gave him that thumbs up in the Facebook Messenger and 
that was the last communication I had with him. Made it a little month last month. Uh, I actually could have used him uh, a couple times the last couple weeks because uh, like I said, I know you're aware if you're a regular listener, uh, Chris Bess has not been available yet for health issues and he is recovering, so uh, hopefully he will be back uh, if he can't come back after that. But he's, you know, he's alive and kicking, so I don't, I don't worry about that. He's just he has a little bit of issue with his voice, so he's not completely ready to come back for this. And he's not right now. So, so I don't want you to worry, though. He is, you know, that alive and kicking, so we don't think that's a problem. You know? But at any rate, uh, Jordan filled in a few times as a host on this show. He filled in as a guest at times. He had his own show that I mentioned, Jordan Gorber, not Jordan Garber now, so you can still check out uh, the archives of this show from, uh, get a little bit of more of an insight to who he was. He's a real kind, and cherry guy, uh, a big wrestling fan. He was actually a participant in wrestling. I did uh, tweet out a photo uh, from my account of him in his referee jersey, and I would also retweet that out from the uh, DOC Nation Twitter account as well if you're on the internet. Most likely if you're in the show, probably on the internet. So. But uh, he was just a he was just a good guy, uh, you know, nice guy. And really enjoyed wrestling. Enjoyed talking about wrestling. Uh, he was actually uh, in the Manitoba, Canada area. Uh, so we didn't. I never actually met him in person. I knew him exclusively online, and that's the way the wrestling community is in a lot of ways, and that's the way a lot of different communities are in modern uh, world. You have friends from all over the world, any of which you. Never met in person, you'll probably never see in person. But you do talk to on a semi regular basis online, whether it be on Twitter, Facebook Messenger, websites, different apps, and communicating about things. So I was really, uh, like I, said, I was really surprised, I was really shocked because I didn't, I didn't know he was sick, I didn't know his issue. Unfortunately, I don't know uh, what his cause of death is this time. I've looked a few places at a few different obituaries, so I don't have any information that to give you. I do sort of have my suspicions, but I won't, out of respect for him and his family, I won't say what they are. So, like I said, I'll, if, if later the information is publicly released, I will, you know, discuss it with you on the show if it is publicly released. But if it's not publicly released, if I just find out through the date rhymes and run away, there's not information, I won't share it. I just want to let, let you know that if it's a privacy issue, I will respect the family's and friends' wishes. If it's Public issue, then we might be going to it. Overall, like I said, he was a he was a host, referee, and a good friend. Uh, he also he refer, refereed for TCW. Uh, they actually tweeted out from their account as well, you know, information when he passed away. Uh, it was just you no, know, just rough. I'm sorry that uh, I'm not completely coherent in the moment. Like I said, I'm just trying to uh, collect my thoughts and, and, and discuss them. I don't have anything prepared on this right now. Uh, I'm just scrolling through his uh, Twitter account. His final tweet was, so sad to hear about Brody Lee's death and a huge blow to our business for Best of condolences to his family and loved ones. And that could just as easily apply to him. A blow to our, you know, amazing support. Uh, and this is going to go to Jordan's family and his loved ones. 
just a weird world we live in, weird sense of things. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, bring in my co-host this week. He is back. He has been on the show in a couple weeks, but I'm glad to have him back. At Brock Biz on Twitter, at B-R-O-C-K, B-B-A on Twitter. Why Leonard, how's it going? How's it going, King? How's it going, Wrestling with Problem Nation? Uh, we've had better weeks. <laughs> like I said, last week was a really, really rough one. You know, finding about Jordan and finding about the Cowboys. But uh, do you have any thoughts you'd like to share about uh, Jordan, or you want me to go ahead and move on to our next subject? Uh, about last about last weekend um, at the Capitol. No, about about Jordan Garber. Do you have any thoughts about oh. Jordan Garber before we move on to the uh, 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 We can move on from that. Um, I did mention earlier before that Brian came on the show. We're not going to get into the political discussion about the Capitol riots. We're not going to get into the mechanics of that. But there is a wrestling title I want to discuss. Apparently, the group was uh, funded in part by Linda McManus. So, uh, as you're aware, uh, Linda McMahon was the head of the Small Business Administration. She did leave that position to work with the uh, Political Action Committee, uh, America First Policy. Uh, and I want to thank SC Scoops for this uh, I was not expecting to get any sort of political news from SC Scoops, but like I said, that's the way it goes. In the crazy world we live in, Trump is the uh, Hall of Famer in the WWE, so I guess there was bound to be some sort of tie <laughs> to wrestling, but. Uh, Again, we're not here to discuss politics for this issue. I just want to discuss the specific tie to Linda McMahon. Uh, America First Policies is a 501c4 nonprofit. It does not have to disclose its donors. Linda McMahon is the chairman. Uh, 2019, financial America First Policies raised $30 million. There's also the uh, Women for America First organization that includes America's Policy Foundation's uh, organization. Uh, they actually did finance it. They don't necessarily have to disclose what they donate money to. In 2019, they did donate to Women for America First as well. Linda McMahon did send out some tweets regarding the uh, uh, the election regarding vote challenge. Uh, this is that I will actually quote her tweet. This is a Linda McMahon tweet uh, from an official verified Twitter account. Vote challenges, lawsuits, recounts, all this to the sewer election integrity. It's tagged at real Donald Trump and it may be the election's not over. There was a Women for America First uh, website statement that did uh, a quote 
do this. They did, a, they did make a statement on the violence last week. We unequivocally denounce violence in any type of in such cases. Most of the month left, the mainstream media told Americans that violence is acceptable for you. They were wrong. It's not. So not only is they said the left said it, so, uh, but again, I'm not going to get into that. Like that. You know my, if you follow me on this video, you know my opinions on that, but I didn't want to read what their statements were. Uh, man, this is another tweet from the president. The president's so right, it lived on the Trump. We must look at ensure that all voting processes are illegal. Voters must feel confident that votes will be counted. State laws are legislators, not support government process. That was actually a retweet of the Donald Trump tweet. I'm not going to read this tweet. I'm sure don't have one. Yep, that's the world we live in. Even wrestling can't be outside from anything in a national issue, but that's kind of the way 2021 is already gone. Like I said, I know a lot of people were hoping that 2021 would be better than 2020. And 2020, we've also had we've already had a violent insurrection in the White House, uh, not the White House in Washington D.C. in the White House area, but in Washington D.C. and a polar vortex is just to come next week, probably country free. So 2020 was not great, and 2021 is not looking at great. Yet. Anyway, uh, you have any thoughts on uh, any of the stuff I just said over the last you know a couple minutes? Uh, not really. We uh, we we just gonna go ahead and uh, get into uh, wrestling. Okay, let's get into some actual real wrestling talk. You know, directly wrestling. Talk. Did you have a chance to check out AEW Diamond last week? I did. Uh, some very very interesting and exciting moments. Uh, we got a little bullet club mini reunion there at the end of AEW Dynamite. It looked like you were going to have some um, beef between your members of the elite. Uh, but you ended up having, you know, you ended up having the elite, you know, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega in a little two sweet salute with the Good Brothers, where you're actually in, in Impact Wrestling at the moment. So you actually had a sort of New Japan Wrestling <laughs> reunion in the AEW ring. With AEW and Impact Wrestling Talent. And of course, uh, John Callis decided to be a part of it as well. But uh, I think that was definitely a, a fun, interesting moment in wrestling. Uh, there's been a few moments of covering on American Wrestling Television. We did a similar way Florida tried to put uh, uh, AJ Styles and the uh, Gallows and Anderson together in WWE. I think this is probably a lot more feasible and probably will work a little bit better because it probably will be willing to give them a little bit more uh, leeway. What are your thoughts on this uh, little unofficial bullet club review? Uh, I, I liked it, um, and it was unlike WWE um, when they tried to do the club, they, they really didn't push the club like they should have, and it was like... They they just did something, um, uh, to my opinion, um, just to please AJ Styles, which is the right thing to do. But as usual, they they got no real plan. Um, unlike in AEW, they act 
had a plan and they actually did something to surprise people. And most people did not see that one coming. But let's see how it works. But thus far, I liked it. It was better than NXT. And I think me and you both, both agree that, um, that thus far that AEW has been coming out with the better product. Uh, I think, like I said, I've been cool on many, on many occasions. I am much bigger fan of AEW than I am WWE right now. AEW overall is my favorite federation at the moment. Uh, like I said, I would probably put MLW at number two. I would probably put NXT number three. Uh, I'm just going to get back into New Japan, and I'm not, unfortunately, end up New Japan strong with mostly American based wrestlers, so <coughs> I don't. Get the full effect of the uh, a lot of Japanese talent. So New Japan is not looking that strong right now, just because I don't get to see a lot of those wrestlers at the moment. You know, especially if they have travel restrictions and they're taking their uh, New Japan Strong show in LA, so that's only for the most part American talent. But right now, those are my rankings. I go AEW number one, MLW number two, uh, NXT number three, then I'll. I probably put a uh, SmackDown and then Raw in that order. But yeah, like I said, uh, overall, I liked it. I, like I said, it, it actually did lead to some interesting questions. I hadn't really thought about a lot of this, but uh, the uh, the uh, gentleman who wrote the article for SD Scoops, uh, Michael Reckman, uh, brought up some points about this. Uh, here, here are some interesting um, facts. Obviously, they get John Moxley shooting uh, with Omega, so basically, John Moxley would be by himself against this organization if they could come together, assuming that the organization is actually building up. Uh, you can also get former Bullet Club members, Hangman Page and Cody Rhodes. Obviously, Hangman was only out with the Elite, so could he be coming back? Or could they, you know, could he be aligning himself with a uh, um, Mostly, or could he just be completely out of it? How does Cody Rhodes and the Nightmare Family fit into it? Would Cody Rhodes and Nightmare Family, you know, fit into this sort of new organization? Obviously, if there's no work relationship in New Japan, they won't be the Bullet Club, but they could still, you know, be together, you know, as an organization. Or is New Japan consistently going to work with AEW and Impact Wrestling? Uh, I discussed last week, I don't know if you were aware of it, or I don't know if you knew about it, but apparently New Japan could stay on access TV if they wanted to. But to do so, they would have had to sign a working relationship with uh, Impact Wrestling. At the time, they did not want to do it. Maybe they just didn't like the terms. Maybe things have changed. Uh, so maybe they're more willing to uh, work with Impact, and maybe they will be coming back to access TV. Or I have heard reports that uh, New Japan actually did mention that they were about to announce a TV deal. Is the access deal the TV deal, or will it be a different TV company to that TV deal with? So this could be why this is all coming together at the moment. Maybe they finally uh, were able to work something out. Maybe all three companies will be working together. Or maybe this is just a good way of teasing the fans for something that won't actually happen. Now, knowing Tony Khan... Tony Khan has not really been the guy that will tease something and then you don't get it. That's more of a WWE thing where you get something teased and you are like, oh, disappointment. For the most part, he might not give it to you when you're expecting to get it or when you want to get it. 
But that's the good tea. The good tea doesn't give you everything up on front. They think, oh, this could happen. Oh, I didn't. Oh, this. Oh, this. Oh, it finally happened. I'm excited. I can't believe it. That's how. That's how you pull off the good tea. You can't give everything you want up front, but you make you think it's gonna happen, and then you eventually do deliver. So uh, that's a possibility. But and here's the other thing, though. Uh, right now, the Bullet Club basically is in all New Japan wrestlers, but it's Dick Toto. Dick Togo, Jado, Taiji Ishimori, uh, El Fantasmo, Kenta, Bad Luck Fale, Tangaloi, and Tamatonga. So, will they, will they if, if this is a working relationship, will they embrace these previous members coming back? Or remember, at least the storyline was, you know, for a lot of the guys getting kicked out, they had forgotten what the book was supposed to be about. They were like, having fun, they're playing up the audience too much, they're doing this, they're doing that. So is that something that could be rectified? Could there be a bully club civil war? Could this be like the old guard or the new guard facing off? So there's a lot of different possibilities that could be going on with this. So I'm really excited to see where they go with this. Any, any thoughts on that, on, on what I just discussed? Uh, yeah, um, for me, um, oh, okay, I actually did like the whole fighting squad angle, uh, oh, I mean, the, the killing squad angle. Um, and my, my only thing is, I didn't think how they ended it, I didn't think they ended it the right way, though. So, if they decide to do it again, um, I think, um, uh, between AEW, um, New Japan, and um, Impact, they'll probably get it right. Agree, like I said. Uh, I had kind of forgot about this, but uh, this is something that uh, makes a lot more sense as you look at Impact Wrestling's like sort of storylines over the last you know few months and stuff. I had forgot that some of the Lucha Underground writers have went to Impact, but if you look at the way some of the storylines have went, it's not exactly like Lucha Underground, but some of the over top more like TV show elements as opposed to just being a wrestling storyline. Kind of work that way with the murder and stuff. So, right. so it like impact is impact is sort of its own thing to itself. Unlike you know AEW and WWE trying to be a little bit more reality based. But you know, I'm kind of digging what they're doing to a degree. I've, I've been paying a little bit more attention to them in the last you know since they did the wrestling house stuff and you know then they did the murdering right after that. So. Like I think it's, it's, it's not like anything else. They're not they're not trying to be completely serious. Uh, like I said, WWE is the thing that it is. AEW is trying to be a little bit more, a little bit more wrestling based, but they still have storylines and whatnot. But they try to keep it all focused on the reason to fight and stuff like that. Uh, NWA sort of did their thing, where other organizations sort of did with their shows. They went to a small studio show that worked with them. Impact sort of finding this all path now. So uh, I think that's the way it goes. Like I said, I think for far too long, companies have tried to compete with WWE instead of just sort of finding their own thing. And like now, all these other companies are sort of finding their own thing to do instead of trying to compete with WWE. And I think that's overall good for this business. You get a lot of different styles and a lot of different ways of doing storylines and the rest of the business. I think it's working out pretty, pretty well for everybody. Um, by the way, I did happen to be in one of the, uh, I believe it was the AEW Nation group, I believe, on uh, Facebook. 
And actually, uh, one of the fans that raised the excellent point, we actually had a, uh, a gentleman from South Africa. I'm pretty sure it's a gentleman. Like I said, it is. I'm pretty sure it's a gentleman. I just want to make sure. I, I, I didn't confirm, but I'm pretty sure it's a gentleman. Mm-hmm. Just, just in case I just case I'm messing up. I don't think I'm messing up. But just, just to be clear, I'm pretty sure it's a gentleman. Uh, Shadrach Shadi Jinchin, who was a commenter on the post, and he raised some excellent points that I didn't even think about. Because this whole time with Impact and AEW working together, we said, okay, AEW gets a much smaller benefit out of it than Impact does, because Impact's ratings are so relatively low, that they jump from not being a top 450 show, so where they don't even get reported ratings every uh, week, to, you know, regularly being with the top 50, so the ratings do get reported. So we thought, okay, they're getting a huge benefit. Uh, AEW has gotten like a small boost in the rating, you know, over the course of this uh, impact sort of wrestling crossover, but it's been more in the neighborhood of, I'd say, probably 50 to 100,000 in any given week as opposed to, you know, impact wrestling getting about the same amount of benefit as far as ratings wise, but they're boosting up from like 100,000 to 200, 250,000, you know, so that makes a huge difference as far as their weekly ratings are. But then, again, Shaddy Shadrach, Shaddy Jin Shan raised this great point. They have teamed up with Titan Invasion. Both companies will benefit. Impact will gain ratings. AW is, 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 not, is, well, is not, but I think it but is now being introduced to the world. Impact is still big when it comes to the world. There are more countries than AEW. Uh, Impact has, uh, has lost USA ratings, but EW, AEW has big ratings in USA, so both companies have decided to help each other out. That raises the great point. I didn't even think about the fact that Impact, race, Impact Wrestling is in so many countries that their international profile is probably better than American ones. They've done big things in India. You know, they they outgrew uh, WWE for years in Europe. I don't know if that's still the case because I haven't seen European, European TV radio places. But they outdrew your, uh, WWE in Europe for a long time. So if you look at what they can do as far as, you know, breaking into India, which is like a billion people potentially, that's where the next NXT is supposed to be opening up, by the way, because, again, there's a billion people, over a billion people there. So India is a huge market just by itself. Like you consider India, consider the various countries in Europe. Uh, I forgot the... Uh, Save the other uh, message they sent, but I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try to paraphrase what uh, Shetty said uh, in that other message. There's like so much of it, uh, so much of a different fan base that could be close to AEW. Like a lot of people, like in South Africa, for instance, were Shetty that they weren't familiar with AEW, but they're fighting out what AEW lives by its presence through Impact Wrestling. It makes a huge difference. So initially I thought, you know, this was a little bit one-sided as far as who benefited at least from the exposure. At the same time, Tony Khan's a great businessman. His dad's a great businessman. They're, you know, billionaires, you know, family-wise. You know, you got to figure they weren't going to make a deal that was stupid for them. They were going to make a deal that worked for them. So it makes a lot more sense when you think about it in that aspect. And by the way, it's kind of weird if you think about it. That Tony Khan, his minor presence on AEW presence, that was, I think that was 
intentional. He didn't want to be the sort of Bruce McMahon, Shane McMahon character that's on TV all the time. We did see him a little bit with uh, with the passing of Brody Lee and, you know, having a little bit of interaction with Brody Jr. Uh, occasionally we'll see him in a gorilla position or something. But we don't really see him talk on TV that much. So it's weird that he talks a lot. He probably talks more on Impact Wrestling on those paid advertisements than he does the whole time he's been in AEW for like the last almost you know, two years. So that, that's another thing that I noticed that was hilarious about him being on Impact Wrestling. He's talking a lot more there. And another thing is, it, it always makes Usually when your company and there's another company, even if you're a face in your company, you're always a heel when you go to different territories. That's always the way it's been. When Benjamin then, you know, brought up on ECW, he was the heel. When he was uh, when ECW was debating, he was fake. When Benjamin, I believe Vince McMahon might have went to Memphis, I think it was. He was obviously a heel when he went down there. Jerry Lawler, when he invaded ECW or when he initially invaded WWE, he was the heel. So when you leave your territory, you're the heel when you go to another territory. And you're the face when you're in your territory. So that's another sort of nice, if you're a wrestling fan and you know how the business works, that was a nice little, you know, jab and a little cool, you know, Easter egg and stuff for you too as well. So, uh, so far, I'm enjoying the Impact Wrestling and, you know, relationship with AEW. Like, like you mentioned, I know you're enjoying it. But overall, I think it's like that this, this is good for the business so far. Hopefully, it will come out. Uh, you got any thoughts before we move on to another subject? Uh, no, um, I, I think you actually covered um, pretty much everything I, I wanted to say. I, I'm not trying to regurgitate um, your same thoughts. Okay, well, we will move on. Uh, did you see one of the, what I thought was one of the saddest, most embarrassing celebrity moments in the history of wrestling last week on Dynamite? Was Snoop has to do the frog splash? Oh, God. That made no sense. That was terrible. <laughs> Snoop Dogg doing a... I, I don't know if he was supposed to be doing a small, frog. I thought it was a frog splash. But, you know, whatever that splash he did off the top rope, he looked like a granddad or or a, or, a, or a drunk uncle that wants to do wrestling in the backyard. But forgot how old he is when he tries to do it, and it's just going to get failure on all levels. <laughs> We've been doing well, Snoop Dogg's been a celebrity for like 30 years now, but we also forget he actually right. is literally a grandfather now. That, yeah. was, that was not the time to break out your special big flash move. Maybe 10 years ago might have been a better idea. Maybe. But I'm guessing his build is not really the build for wrestling. He's a tall, skinny I- guy. Guys, no, they ain't, they ain't going to work. Yeah, those guys could not look good in, in a wrestling ring. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm you off what I want my pain, but what, what were you trying to say? No, nah, I was about to say, now, I get you want to have the quote-unquote highlight or something, but I would agree with you. Like, that probably wouldn't have been the move. I probably would have did something real basic or simple, like, um, okay, let's just say if you were here, Snoop Dogg do a leg drop. Or a drop kick. No, I mean, okay. Most people could probably get behind. Well, he's tall. He he's lanky, so he get away with a a, a kick or, or something. No, I mean. Or if you want to say, um, okay, like a double team move that um 
um, Cody helped Snoop Dogg do. Okay, we could get behind that even, you know what I mean? Even if he would deal with um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, deal with um, Stone Cold, you give him a weapon so so you, you could help out, you know what I mean? You, you ain't necessarily doing anything per se, but you uh, run interference, you know what I mean? Like, um, or like even distracting him, you know what I mean? Wow, another wrestler does something really cool, so you can have your your, your little cool moment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you want to get your game on, but you didn't have no game there. Here's the other right, thing about it's, that too. it's it's not gonna work. It, it's Here's like okay. Like I said, I get that you want to get your game on. If I was a, if I had the opportunity to do something in the ring, I would want to do it. But first, you need to rehearse what you're gonna do beforehand and make sure that you're doing something that looks good. If you were given multiple options before the match, you know, you practice like, okay, I'm gonna try this. Somebody should have somebody would have told Snoop, uh, no, that's not for you for Let's try something different. Let's see let's try you hit the clothesline. Okay, clothesline, okay, you look good. We're doing a Larry, doing a clothesline pallet, you look good. We don't need to how you do Because not only was the splash bad off the rope, remember it took it felt like it took him a half hour to climb the rope. It felt like it took him another 15 minutes to stable himself on top of the rope, and then he jumped off and just looked at him. Well, um, I, I I never thought I would make this comparison though, but uh, who looked worse, Snoop Dogg or David Arquette? Uh, Snoop Dogg, obviously. As far as we're talking about David Arquette in WCW, uh, I assume that's what you meant. But yeah, Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Obviously, David Arquette recently actually looks pretty decent. <laughs> By the way, there's the David I'll... Arquette documentary. I gotta check that out. I keep I keep forgetting to check it out because you know. My weekly schedule is so tight as far as wrestling, you know, stuff, working out, you know, improv stuff, working on stuff. We've taken rehearsing improv stuff on Zoom, unfortunately, because uh, we can't get together in person, so we've been doing that. And stand-up is a little bit, you know, I do some virtual stuff here and there, but I also still do my weekly open mic with a reduced capacity crowd, so that's still going on. So my schedule, unlike a lot of people who are basically had nothing to do other than watch TV you know, since the first lockdown happened. I still have a fairly decent and busy schedule. Like, we even had rugby practices for a while and conditioning stuff way good part of the lockdown before we realized there was not going to be a season until we ended up having one sort of game, one sort of scrimmage game. But yeah, my schedule was still pretty tight, so it's hard to include new stuff, because I do have other TV shows and stuff I watch on a regular basis. I did finally, I was finally able to sneak in some stuff. I watched the movie Soul. That was the first movie I'd watched. I did about Wonder Woman 84 was the first movie I'd watched in quite a while. And I did watch uh, Soul, which is the first sort of animated kids movie that I sort of watched in a while. But, uh, I forgot that movie more original point. Somehow I got all stupid. I got all a little bit of attention. Let, let me go back to, uh, point I wanted to make. That was just sad. And it leads, it leads me to another discussion we've sort of probably had on the show a little bit, but when they involve celebrities in matches, don't make your talent look bad when you do it. If any just sort of random person shows up to beat up your wrestlers, then that makes your wrestlers not look good. There are ways to let the celebrity get their game on like the pitching before it doesn't make the talent look bad. Like, for instance, if the Snoop's Flash would have looked stupid. It would have worked because 
they held the guy down. So it's not like Superman kicked the dude's ass and then just, you know, did whatever he wants. That's what makes your talent look bad. They actually held the guy down. They had the guy down. So literally, like, you could have, like, a little kid walk up and slap somebody. Like, like if Brody Jr. just beat up Marco's stunt, unsolicited, that would be sad. But the, the fact, the way they did it with MJF, they just had him hit him in the head with a stick, but that was not the end of the match. You know, he stunned him a little bit, hit him with a stick. They moved on. They didn't have, you know, they didn't have, you know, Brody Jr. pin him. There are ways to involve your celebrities, involve your non-wrestlers into matches without having them make the talent look bad. Like, remember when they had Bar- Barker, not the Jericho, I think it was? Nobody should have yeah. an 80-year-old man beat up a wrestler. That's stupid. Now, a good example of what WWE did was, remember when they had Betty White? And she sort of, you know, tricked, I think it was Road Dog. I think she tricked back in the day. That's how you do it. You, they didn't have Betty White beat up Road Dog, but Road Dog had to trick her. She just reversed and tricked him. Outsmarting wrestlers is different. Anybody should be able to outsmart anybody. Not everybody should be able to beat up everybody. That's another way of sort of, you know, letting celebrities get on without making your talent look good. That was something that I thought immediately when I when I thought about seeing that splash. Him doing that sad splash and then the wrestler having to sell it makes the wrestler look bad. Although again, luckily since the wrestler was being hold, it didn't it didn't it nearly as bad as that. Any thoughts on that, though? Well, I actually have to agree with you on um, that that one. It, it, it's like um, I can recall this is back um, in the day uh, when Steve Carino had, had went against um, this um, one guy from um, what's that band called? Uh, I, I can't I can't even I can't even think of this. Um, um, band name though, but anyway, um, one okay, one one of the guys was uh, this front man from this um, one group, and it looked like they was gonna get in a fight, but they never actually fought. It made Steve Carino look um, look like um, a big heel, but it made the um, front man um, from the group. It didn't make him look weak either. It, it was like more of a standoff um, thing, kind of thing. Then if you want to go back or forward a, a little bit, when um, Jericho had an issue with um, a couple different celebrities, um, it, okay, he got sucker punched, but it still didn't make him look like super weak because it um, it was actually a sucker punch, not a straight up fight where he actually got his ass kicked. Because anyone could get like, well, yeah, you got one lucky punch in. And then you had um, about 100 security guards breaking us up, so I wouldn't kick your ass. So, okay, not too bad. If that make any sense. Yep, like I said, you raised the point. There's other, there are other ways of doing it to sort of make it, uh, to make it look good. It, it, you raised a good point. Like I say, okay, if you want your, uh, if you want both guys to look tough, obviously a celebrity doesn't want to come in and just get copy out of them. I understand that. But at the same time, you don't want your talent to look bad. But if you have a, quote, standoff, and neither, neither person sort of backs down, then it makes, it makes sense. Oh, yeah, the other thing is, 
I guess you probably can pull it off if there's a certain type of wrestler. If you had like a comedy wrestler, like if you had somebody beat up Hornswoggle, then I wouldn't be complaining. If you know, if you have like you know somebody that's supposed basically a clown, like you know uh, Eric Young and his old gimmick, like you know when he was like his early gimmick before he took that serious heart turn. Okay, that makes sense. He had Damien said now when he was doing sort of the comedy thing, and maybe okay. I could, you know, sort of, you know, cut you a little bit of break on it. But outside of those, like, sort of, you know, comedy wrestling exceptions, if you have, like, you know, Al Snow with head and he gets beat up by a celebrity, okay, maybe it makes a little bit more sense. Or, or you know, like you said, or again, if you have, like, somebody that's sort of a badass celebrity. Like, I'm not talking about Barb Barker. I'm talking about, like, I'm talking about, like, let's say you have, like, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger when he was younger, Sylvester Stallone when he was younger, he's supposed to be Rocky. Somebody that's got a reputation for playing badasses. Okay, that's just what it's it might, it might make some sense. But that that is how you pull it off, though. You you, you, you definitely raise a good point about how to pull it off. So that that is another step of pull it off, and there are other ways. So. Anyway, let's move on to our uh, another subject we got before we uh, end the show this week. Uh, turns out that Nate Jackson was bad rates for COVID back in September. I don't know about you, but I thought it was kind of weird that he was off TV for a while, but they were, uh... Remember, what, what, what was the pay-per-view they did when they had, to, like, the sort of football stadium fight? Uh, I, I cannot even think of uh, which one it was, but I do remember what you're talking about. I'm going to do a quick look up uh, AEW football stadium. Bro. The Stampede match was back. I think that was it. Let's see. The Stampede match was back in May. So this would have been after that. Uh, I was trying to think. Of, I remember. I remember. I remember. One of the decks to get out TV for a while, we thought it was like an injury. But it turns out it was because of the COVID stuff. So, uh, I can't remember that. I was trying to remember what the angle they were running back then. But it was, I know it was, it, it, matter of fact, I, I, now I remember what it was. Remember when they had, uh, they, they dropped the, uh, that, uh, like metal cage door on at the stadium. That's what it was. Mm. I'm thinking that was about the time frame. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm guessing that's what it was. That sounds about right. And this would have been leading up to like full gear, I believe it is, because full gear happened in November. And I think I think that's when they did it. So I, I I think that's what it was. It was like that would have been September, a few months before full gear. I'm pretty sure that was. Like I said, if, if I'm wrong, feel free to tweet at King David Lane or at VLT Nation and I'll do a tweet. But I think that's what it was. I think it was just before that build up to full gear. But yeah, like I said, they were, they were doing this angle with Nick Jackson was sort of beat up. Or 
maybe, 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 maybe that's when he got it. Maybe he got it after that. But now that I think about it, if he had COVID at the time, it wouldn't make sense to have him have him out there fighting. Erase what I just said. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> that actually would be kind of stupid, dangerous, and reckless. So I, I, I'm going to take that back. I'm assuming they didn't risk giving other talent COVID <laughs> to sell him on. That's why he's out. So take back. I, I think that what I think it was a similar time frame. No, didn't wrong, but I don't. Th- I don't think they knew about that when they did that. But anyway, even he was bread uh He said he didn't have a sense of taste or smell for like two months. So uh, glad that he's better. Glad that he's better. Well, you know, I always say we care about his him as a person to help. But imagine, as far as you know, sort of storyline wise, the negative effect that would have had. Well, he would have been out and been on a ventilator or something to that effect. Like the, obviously, you know, his personal health is the worst part, don't get me wrong. I'm saying, imagine it's sort of born and on top of it having that being sort of leading into like Jordan Lee's death who was also ended up being on a ventilator and stuff like that. So imagine the sort of effect that they would have had on the company as far as, you know, just wondering what was going on, wondering if they were cursed or snake dick or what, but you know, because obviously you care about everybody individually. Don't get me wrong. I can't make that clear enough. But there are other, like, when you have a company and you have sort of all these other, you know, sort of dynamics at play, there are other things and other concerns you have to worry about, too, as well. So. It definitely could have been a huge, you know, even more of a mess than, you know, what we had right now. So. But anyway, we're glad that he's better. We're glad he was able to get back to the race. He said, he mentioned that he. It took him a while for him to get his conditioning back. Even when he first came back from his first clear, he, he would still have his mat do a lot of the wrestling at the time. So we're glad that he close to back 100% now. Hopefully, like that, he won't have to go through anything like that ever. Uh, before we close up the show this week, did you have anything you want to discuss this week? Uh, yeah, myself, um, one, um, other things I do want to get into would be um, MLW, um, myself, um, and and I know you feel the same way that MLW is a highly underrated show, but with good um, quality. Now, um, what recently happened, they had, um, um, they free, um, I um, I want to call it a pay-per-view because it was actually a um, free event on um, January um, of um, last week. And I have to say, as I watched it, it was a pretty good show. It was only um, an hour long, but um, the main event was, um, was um, unexpected. Um, I want to I want to get spoilers um, away though, but um, you you had um, the middleweight championship, you had the tag team titles on the line, and you did have a um, title change hands. Um, actually, you had three titles because you had um, the um, uh, what's that? Uh, yeah, the open weight, um, the national open weight title as well. That was open. I mean, that was on um, the line as well. But to get the results of that, you have to see it. And I have to say, from top to bottom, it was a good, solid call. Yep. Like I said, you, 
it's nothing more than what you expect uh, from Philadelphia. Uh, quality entertainment, like I said, Court Battle runs a good show. And I expect nothing, nothing less than that. So, uh, definitely have a chance to check it out. I already, I already did check it out. I didn't take notes on the show this past week, but I did watch it. So I didn't have a, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be able to comment on the show too much about it. But it was an enjoyable show. I'm glad you were able to uh, bring it up and incorporate just a little bit to show and discuss it. Anyway, that's about all we got for this week. So you've been listening to Wrestling Problems. Uh, thanks for listening. One more wrestling piece to our good friend Jordan Garber. I did tweet out some more. Uh, I tweeted out like I tweeted out a picture of him. I tweeted out a little notification that I said, you know, reminder that I get today. Uh, on Facebook, you got the memory section, and sometimes. It gives you good reminders, sometimes you bad reminders. I got a, a reminder from four years ago. One week, one week from uh, today would be the four-year anniversary of when Jordan first appeared on uh, my show, VLT Destination. It's kind of wrestling problems now, but it's kind of it's kind of a little bit a little bit of a punch in the gut. You know, you get that sort of you know, notification stuff. So something like that. I would, I would have much rather got it, you know either before he passed or, you know, after we had the tribute. It was just like a little extra dice. At any rate, uh, that's life sometimes. It doesn't always uh, go the way you want. You lose friends, you lose family, you lose uh, people. So, rest in peace, Jordan. We're glad we had you when we had you. You've been listening to Wrestling Problems. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. I came looking for booty. I like you and I want you. Now we can do this the easy way or we can do it the hard way. The choice is yours. Well, I don't think you and I will be doing anything any kind of way.